three, two, one. Hi everybody! I'm Claire. I'm Jessie. And welcome to Random Tiny Things. Yes. We are talking about and the theme, it's February, so we've been doing this theme of romance, talking about modern love and mm -hmm. kind of how what dating is like in this new age. Last week we talked about Valentine's Day. This week we're talking about romance and media. Not social media, but the media that we are surrounded by. Film, television, books, books magazines, mm -hmm. um, even schooling, really. That's a, yeah. form of, that's a very strong form of media. But as you can probably hear and tell by drinking tea, we're a we're, little under the weather. We're both under the weather. It's <laughs> keep telling her we need to stop making out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're both a little, a little sicky this week, so... But our points are still valid even in our sick brains, yes. because... But if we go off topic, I'm not going to be blaming us, because I feel like we have sick brain, yeah. and everything is mm -hmm. weirdly rational. Yeah. Um, I like to start us talking, I would say, with, like, television right now, because I feel like television to me is, like, Netflix... Amazon Prime, uh, HBO, you know, all those subscriptions that we have, Hulu. Well, it gives a warped thing because you look at a show like Mrs. Fletcher, which I loved, hilarious, but it's about an older divorced woman and then seeing relationships from that side and then the teenager side of her sad not necessarily treating girls right. And then you look at something like Euphoria, mm -hmm. which is all about kids and drugs and blackmail and not you know, just like a lot of inappropriate things, mm -hmm. that uh, what I see when we say modern romance and media, the first thing that came to my mind was the extremist versions that are shown, like all these yeah. negative things. And it's not a lot of shows really want to focus on the positive one. Like sex education is super funny. Yeah. And it is positive and uplifting in a sense. I think it's positive and I have just started watching this when we were literally just talking about it. It's positive and uplifting and it kind of takes the romance thing for teenagers like at a different approach. Because I remember the difference now is that teenagers in high school are watching shows like Sex Education and, you know, things that are more informative and kind of mm -hmm. a little more lighthearted approach. Whereas... I grew up watching like Gossip Girl and The OC and Vampire yeah. Diaries and like very those scandalous. very scandalous even and Friends, mean, which is PG. It was all about they were on a break. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she was. was sleeping with who? Oh, you got lucky last night. You know, it's very it made it seem like not dirty but just taboo. And yes. I feel like sexualization is a little bit more. It's like women should be free to, mm -hmm. and you know, love their bodies, which is so great. But I feel like yes. it, it was when we were growing up, it was more like a, we were. It was a taboo thing, and it was not something talked about except when like this dramatized way of shows, and it was all yeah. very scandalous whenever anything slightly untraditional happened. Mm -hmm. And what I a modern show that I think I can praise in the sense of kind of getting like it's okay to make mistakes, and then you can have happy endings. Ironically, is actually Fleabag to me. I love it. I haven't watched it yet. Because um, it's, she's, she's living a very, what you could call a dysfunctional life, had a lot of dysfunctional relationships, but she finds some humanity in her, through her family and through her friends and through 
caprice ironically. Can't wait to, to watch Yeah, I went through it. But no, it's just that thing of it's, um, I do appreciate what modern television is attempting to do and the fact that it's like showing the mistakes and the mm. things that we weren't allowed to see. But I do also think that it's pushing people to go to maybe negative extremes. Yeah. Do you find, I find that the, in film and television now, the anti-rom-com is having a moment. Yes, it Where very it's much very is. much shying away from, and I kind of, I don't disagree with it. I just find it interesting how growing up I lived on rom-coms. Because whenever I was sick, I would stay home with my mom and we would literally watch You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, While You Were Classic. Sleeping. Classics, Miss Congeniality. All and really the, good ones. So, like, they're such good <laughs> movies. Like, these were good films. But the difference and with Miss Congeniality is that that still has some... It still has a women like empowering message without being so in your face about it. Cause it's like the other weekend I was watching something old like with the kids, the Aristocats, oh, and the it's Aristocats. so misogynistic and you don't think about it. And then no. you rewatch it now and you're like, oh, even a like the kids were, the kids were saying like, why can't the girl cat do what the boy cat's doing? Mm -hmm. And it's. I am also still very much, I don't want it to be misinterpreted, I'm very much a person of it's like you can enjoy cinema for cinema, it doesn't have to have a message, it doesn't have to have this. But when there's a plethora of all of these very specific shows out there, it's going to impart an overall meaning. Like if there was just one show like this, it'd be like, oh that's just one opinion. But the majority of the tones of the shows that are addressing modern romance are these kind of very heavy... Yeah. And that's why. And I wonder too, because last or two weeks ago we were talking about how this, you know, us dating in the modern age has been this kind of anti-committal or commitment phobic. Yeah. Do you think that's driven by media choices, or do you think that do you think the media is reflecting what we as our generation goes through. I honestly think it's a mixture of both because I think that to say that everyone is influenced by everything is a little hard to digest because, and this may seem like a silly example, but as you know, I've recently got a new tattoo. Yes. I love tattoos. It's so cute. Um, <laughs> but my stepparents were asking me, why don't why don't your parents like tattoos? You and dad have tattoos, but why don't your parents like them? Because they were asking if best parents had them or if I had them and we said no they don't really like them and then we explained that it was a generational thing and then one daughter say I don't want one and the other say I want one and so it's like how much does it influence it's always 50-50 in my eyes because you yeah. have two kids growing up exactly the same way one wants and also these are like children so they're going to change their mind at some point but it's just what that, are they though? Maybe not. Maybe but not. do you know what I mean? That's yeah. why I can't say that it's entirely... I really do think it's a 50-50 mm -hmm. drive of both sides. Yeah. I think it is influenced, but then it's also influenced by what I mean, parents are teaching them. What, yeah. What I know a lot of the things that we see on TV are stories written from someone's experience. Like, the best stories are written from your own experience. Yeah. So, I would say, yeah, I think that it's mostly a reflection, but... Some ideals are when it feels, I feel like when it feels forced, that's when you know it's someone pushing their ideals. And it's not rooted in reality. Because the thing yeah. is, if something's said and it's like kind of carrying it all, it, it probably does have some essence of truth. Yeah. That's just basic 
I don't think I've ever come across one example where it doesn't. But then it's like the way, you know, I, I said before that film and TV can still just have a comment on something and not have to inform society. But then also they use books and films and all of these things in schools yeah. and universities. Well, I mean, a classic that I feel like we've all had to read or something is Pride and Prejudice. Yep. <laughs> and that's the Tales like, of Wuthering Heights. But what I find interesting was so many people when I was a kid thought Pride and Prejudice was so boring. And I was the kid that was like, oh, I loved it. It was, you know, this push and pull thing. And I got really into it because it was like unseen. And you're right at the time I was watching Gossip Girl on the OC. Yeah. I was sneaking it because I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it was the same. Yeah. Sorry, parents. So when the lights go off, I've got my little mini DVD player. <laughs> oh, we had, I had that. But we also had in our basement television, you had this channel switch button. So I would put it on something that was appropriate for my age. Yeah. And then I would be watching other things. And then like when I would hear somebody coming down the stairs, I would switch it and sit like nothing. Like nothing happened. I'm just sitting here watching this show, looking very proper and weird. No, it's the same. It's like my brother and dad wanted to watch The Matrix. <laughs> I was too young, so my mom put me on my scooter in, in the garage because it was raining and like I just yeah. was scootering around. But I was watching it through the slit in the garage door. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's how I saw a very interesting version of The Matrix for the first time. That's why my parents let me watch. I feel like when it came out, Lord of the Rings was like pretty graphic, but at least they just let like. Me watch that. Yeah, but they let me watch talking. it, but there were a couple scenes that they were like, just don't look. Just don't. We don't want you to have a nightmare. Just close your eyes. Isn't it funny, though? They wouldn't let me watch The Matrix, but they were totally fine with, like, taking us to the cinema to see Tolkien. Cause it was, yeah. Because it was Tolkien. It was Tolkien. Or, like, I was allowed to watch every single James Bond movie, but I wasn't Same. allowed to watch, like, or, like, Die Hard, like, I know, I watched Die Hard, I watched... Well, very graphically <laughs> violent movies as, but like, a 10-year-old. But what, what was so bad about The Matrix? I don't know. That and, like, Braveheart I actually and... didn't watch The Matrix till high school, but I took a philosophy class and we watched it in the class. I would say, I feel like it was intense. Like, it's, it's just an intense movie. It's hard to wrap your mind around it. So I feel like maybe they just didn't want you to watch it, not so much based on graphicness, but maybe more on the concepts within it because I feel like watching that as a kid where it's literally like the world is not real I feel like that would fuck with your mind so hard as a child for sure I would yeah. believe it I just remember going every year because for a while they were lined up seeing we'd see it go away for the summer holidays and see Lord of the Rings come out and Harry Potter yeah and I was like and as Harry Potter got darker and darker I'm like these books are getting scarier yeah <laughs> I brought Harry Potter into my parents lives I'm very proud of that but yeah, books. Books have a huge impact because it's they do because they're the same stories that we tell over and over again. It's also what I like, also with like the fantasy ones like Tolkien, and is that they utilize the imagination to what is possible more. Because in schools, I do feel like you watch some of these shows and it's like if you date, this will happen, and like you know you go out and your drink will get drugged, and like mm -hmm. these are all legitimate possibilities. But it takes away the fear from society and creates a magical world. Mm -hmm. where like just magic can live yeah and i think then and i'm not sure if this is a good or a bad thing you can tell me what you think but it's like it also then lives in this fantasy world because in all of these books like even aragon the dragon books if you ever read them they were really good books the movie not so much books were amazing um 
but they were this interwoven world and they all had these romances and they were all different romances. And I think that's what I learned from all of them is that they were all different. They weren't like clumping together this one thing. Yeah, there was like different types of romance. Yeah, it was um, like different times, different challenges. So it meant different dynamics with them. Even, yeah, I don't know. Well, I would, well, I'm not proud of this. I was a huge Twilight book fan. Hate it. I remember coming out of the movie, the first one, went with a bunch of girlfriends. We were so excited about it. We walked out of the theater and we were like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the books, however, as the a teenager, fun. they the were fun. fun. They were just like good, but that was like, I remember that being such a controversial thing. And then Fifty Shades of Grey is actually based off of Twilight, if you did not know. I didn't. Yes, it, but I when you think about it, you'll see the similarities. You're <laughs> like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, pretty much like that was, again, that's a good example of something that was like such a cult following thing and they became a classic tale. Yeah. And it influenced other, it's influenced other work since then. Um, but that was a huge, like, you know, I just remember that being such a fandom thing growing up, like in, I think that came out when I was like in early high school maybe, but. I think it, oh gosh, because I remember I had, I liked the books, but I was always more of a Harry Potter girl. I, I had some friends who were like, <laughs> and would get into big fights about whether they were. A Jacob Pan or an Edward Pan. Oh my goodness, it was like such big fights. I think I it must have been like. When I was 15, 16, maybe they came out. Because mm -hmm. it was near the end of high school for me, so. Yeah. Yeah. I was never on a team. I'm proud of that. I just read it. I think I got annoyed I with her during the second book, but then I was like, well, I'm invested. I have to finish it, know what happens. So then I read it. Yeah. But she got annoying. I think we're probably just listing things that we connected to and influenced us. Yeah. And I'm sure there's I mean, like dozens, dozens of. I would say. Going back to Pride and Prejudice, that is, if you want to talk about a classic romance tale, that's it. So many things influenced from that. One of my favorite movies that I just... Bridget Jones? Bridget Jones. Ah, I knew it! I will just put it on because I, I mean, hey, it's, she's basically me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. not you. <laughs> I just love that opening scene. That's one of the best. Yes, ever. That that is me. But you're right. It has influenced everything. It's like influenced everything. Like that Bridget Jones. When I watch it, I'm like, oh my god, this is Pride and Prejudice. It literally is. And then you know, so many other stories as well. That's what I mean. It's like all these stories are out there, and it's incredible how much they either influence us or entertain us. And you can never guess which one will do which. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's what always fascinates me in a sense too. Just looping back to reading. Not books specifically, but magazines. I, I would magazines say are... I would say they're probably the biggest influence on how we act in romance because at least women, because I don't feel like a lot of I don't know a lot of men who read magazines like we're subscribed religiously or if they do it's like men's health or like but they don't have articles like women's magazines. Or a business one or something. Or like... business, you know, Forbes or something. But women's magazines I remember I used to have a subscription to Cosmo because I wanted, I was like, I need to know like what's, <laughs> what's going on. You know, magazines like, like 
they're not trash, like I said trashy, but you read the tabloid magazines, they're all like, who's with who? Who broke up? Who's getting a divorce? Who's having a baby? Like, it's very much centered around gossip as opposed to, I like the magazines that, like the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable, where it's mm. interviewing people about their work. I love reading magazine articles like that, that are more informative, but unfortunately, and I will say it's more women-centric, I think probably maybe some men's health magazines do similar things to men, but I'm not as familiar, but a lot of women's magazines like, are centered around gossip, and I think gossip is a thing that influences people the most. It's gossip, but it's also... I'm coming at it more from the point of what lipstick shade will get him all riled up? Yeah. You know, what lingerie looks the best? Or like what it's like always centered it's here's what you can do to attract a partner here's what you need you need to go on a diet so that you can get your perfect match <sighs> it's all kind of focused around that it's like very focused on you need a partner to complete yourself yeah everything you do should be geared towards attracting a mate yep yeah they have some good articles not every magazine is fully stocked like this but I found that a lot, it's like very subtle things. Yeah. Very subtle and it's subliminal messaging mm -hmm. in that. But no, I agree with that 100% and it does really bother me because it's like, I think the magazine industry is actually an important one, but it's like they have to just, if they could eliminate that one tiny portion of their content, mm -hmm. I think it would really influence positively society and women and just like confidence for people and things yeah. and I but it's like people have said that for years and there hasn't been any change yet but also you never know what the future might or be or there's been change you yeah. know it's like oh yeah we changed it but it's still like partner focused it doesn't it's like we changed it to be gender neutral partner there have been like small improvements in a sense but no I think though yeah did you have any final thoughts you wanted to put out there about media and romance? I think we actually covered it. I think we covered it like a blanket and wrapped it up nice and... We wrapped everything up nicely and like I finished my tea. I, I started my tea. I sculled it. And I'll see expression. <laughs> um, well, from two little sick ladies. Since we're random shiny things. <laughs> I'm Claire. I'm Jessie. Till next random Til anything time. It'll be your end. <laughs>